time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome into this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie once again filling in for our sick friend, WB. He's continuing to recover from laryngitis. His doctors are continuing to uh, inform him that he needs to rest his vocal cords, and he's not completely at 100% yet. So he's decided to take another week off, but that is all right. I am here in the captain's chair, and as we do every single week during the regular season of the NASCAR and racing going on here this year, we will always bring you a brand new episode of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And at this time, I do want to answer a few questions. There's been a lot of email questions coming into srwradio at yahoo.com. That email address is srwradio at yahoo.com. And the biggest question, obviously, we're getting so far is what's going on with William? Is he okay? Is everything all right? And I do want to assure you that everything's okay with our fearless leader, WB. He is uh, suffering from laryngitis, and his doctors are telling him that he needs to. Uh, take it easy on his vocal cords. And I don't know how, how long it's been. It, seems, it has been at least a month, I believe, since WB has been on the program. But uh, you know what? The doctors are telling him to calm down. So, hey, we want him to get better, and hopefully he'll be on the program soon. So I just wanted to kind of update you on how uh, William is doing because, as I said, I'm getting a lot of emails, a lot of uh, reaches during our, on our social media platforms uh, wondering what's going on with WB. And you can uh, follow our fearless leader if you want to talk to him let him know how he's doing, that you're thinking about him. At WB Radio Network is his Twitter handle. And I also know he has Instagram. I'm not exactly sure what his Instagram handle is because I don't have Instagram, so I have no idea. Um, I'm sure you can find it there on Instagram. But leave your messages, thoughts uh, with him there, either at, on Twitter or on uh, Instagram because I know for a fact he has those. As far as Southern Race Beats goes, uh, we do have social media platforms that you can like and follow. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. You can also follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio, and we always provide you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the latest news, information uh, from the racing world that you need. Just follow us on Twitter or like our Facebook page, and you'll always get that information. And we do have another jam-packed program for you here on Southern Race Week Radio this week. In just a matter of moments, we're going to be speaking with the Senior Vice President of Communications at Charlotte Motor Speedway, Scott Cooper, as he'll be previewing for us the Coke 600 race weekend that'll be taking place Memorial Day weekend. So Scott will be joining us to let us know everything going on at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the Coca-Cola 600. And then we'll speak with short track driver Raja Karuth, who's in the Arca Series, also drives part-time in the Xfinity Series, so we'll talk to Raj about racing at Kansas Speedway last week in the ARCA Series and also his time in the Xfinity Series as well. And then also we will be speaking with NASCAR insider Alec Kavana. So he'll be joining us this week to break down and let us know the latest that is going on in the world of NASCAR. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, just sit back and relax. Get set to enjoy this brand new week's episode of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hi, this is Melissa Fifield, driver in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, 
and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. But coming up next weekend, Memorial Day weekend, which is always a big deal in the world of NASCAR, one of the most patriotic weekends of the year, culminates with one of the most patriotic race events of the year, the Coca-Cola 600, the test of human versus machine. And to talk about what's going to be going on that weekend here, the weekend of May 27th through the 29th at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the Senior Vice President of Communications for Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Scott Cooper! (laughs) Mr. Cooper! Thank you so man, much. For taking- awesome. Geez, man, that was awesome. I should just like any day I'm feeling bad, I'm going to call you <laughs> up and just get you to give me that intro. That's going to lift me right up, man. That is fantastic. Well, if you ever need to, sir, you can hire me. And anytime you go into the media center, I can just come in ahead of you and then just announce you. <laughs> and then you can come in and, and, and handle the media center responsibilities. But uh, Mr. <laughs> Cooper, we really appreciate taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. I know you guys have been extremely busy getting set to welcome a NASCAR nation for Memorial Day weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway for probably one of the biggest events on the calendar for NASCAR, the Coca-Cola 600. And I'm sure you guys have been ready and working hard to get everything ready to go so when NASCAR nation arrives to Charlotte Motor Speedway, they're going to be in for not only a great race, but also just a great weekend in general as well. Alfred, we are really looking forward to a tremendous Coca-Cola 600 race weekend. Um, this will be our 63rd running, wow. and we are so coming out of that pandemic with just a, a blaze of glory. We're actually pacing well ahead right now on our ticket sales compared to where we were with pre-pandemic years in 2019. So I would really encourage race fans, if they're thinking about making that pilgrimage to Charlotte, enjoying the race, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, all the area team shots, Please go ahead and get your tickets now. Everything's at charlottemotorspeedway.com because we are going to be just have a fantastic crowd here. And we are hearing great things from the community in terms of the race teams. We're already hearing that several race teams are planning their own fan days. I think Hendrick Motorsports is putting something together. RFK Racing is doing something new with Brad Keselowski's team, Junior Motorsports. So a lot of the race teams are really getting back to what they were doing pre-pandemic. And that's one of the things that just makes Charlotte so special you know no matter where you're coming from there's a reason people come to charlotte for the coca-cola 600 from 50 different states and generally more than a dozen foreign countries it's because you can do things here that you can't do anywhere else in the entire world with the entire sport kind of you know centered here and charlotte motor speedway being really the epicenter and you being able to visit all the shops within a two-hour drive and go visit the nascar hall of fame just so many cool things to do and we're going to have tons to do to entertain everybody at the Speedway as well. And you'll have a triple header weekend with trucks, Xfinity, and the Cup Series as well. And one of the cool things, as you mentioned, kind of going through this post-pandemic uh, situation is that qualifying and practice will be back for the Coca-Cola 600 as well as the other events as well. So that definitely adds on another element of racing to the weekend as well. Isn't that right, Scott? 
It is. We're going to have the Camping World Truck Series. will be racing on Friday night here. We'll have Xfinity practice qualifying on Friday as well. We'll move into Saturday, and we'll have the Alsco Uniforms 300 Xfinity race on Saturday. But then we'll have Cup qualifying that evening to set the field for the Coca-Cola 600. And, you know, the other big news surrounding the Triple Header weekend this year is that, you know, Speed Street has been part of uh, race week for downtown Charlotte for years. And literally for decades, more than more than 20 years. And when the pandemic hit, it kind of gave us a chance to sort of take a step back and reset and figure out how we could just try to do things better by the race fans so they could attend more of everything that's going to happen. So this year, we're actually moving Circle K Speed Street to Charlotte Motor Speedway. So we're transforming our fan zone. It's going to turn into Speed Street so that we can really program that journey of the fan and make everything more convenient for people in one stop place. And so that's what we're going to do with Circle K Speed Street. Friday night after the truck race, we're going to have a concert by Flo Rida. Saturday night, we're going to have the Steve Miller Band. And our pre-race concert on Sunday from inside the venue is going to be Leonard Skinner. So you're not only going to get triple header of racing, you're going to get a huge triple header of music with some big name concerts. And we just know doing it all right here in one place so everybody can enjoy it easily. It's going to be great for our campers, much more convenient for them. It's just going to really be a weekend of entertainment like no other. And I got to tell you that no one does it better than Charlotte Motor Speedway when it comes to putting on a, a race weekend. Between the Coca-Cola 600 and the Rollville weekend, you guys do such a, a tremendous job welcoming in NASCAR Nation. As we mentioned, this is going to be doing, going on during Memorial Day weekend, and you guys do just a great job of recognizing the soldiers of the past, present, uh, during this weekend and recognize the sacrifices they made for us to have these kind of race weekends throughout the entire year. Alfred, you know, the the history and the tradition with the Coca-Cola 600 being the only 600-mile event on the NASCAR schedule, all the, the, the drivers, the special moments, everything that's happened, you know, it is incredible. But the most important thing we do every year, Memorial Day weekend, is say thank you to the men and women that have served our country, many of whom who have given the ultimate sacrifice. And our pre-race show always includes a really poignant uh, salute to those that we have lost and recognition for those that are currently serving. We will have more than two 200 active duty men and women from all five branches of the U.S. military that will be here as part of our pre-race show. We're going to have displays down on our pit road. We'll have some static displays throughout the afternoon, some things that all the fans that purchase a track pass can go down with their kids and they can meet these, these troops and the soldiers and the sailors and look at their displays and talk to them and take pictures with them. We're going to have demonstrations and things that will be taking place in our speech Street fan zone as well. Um, and, you know, the pre-race show is just always special. We also, one of the things I really enjoy the most about that day is that the NASCAR program that we take part in called NASCAR Salutes, and they have a special program that is signature to Charlotte Motor Speedway called 600 Miles of Remembrance. And in recent years, you will see across every windshield of every race car that runs in that cup race on that Sunday night will be carrying the name of a fallen U.S. serviceman or woman. And that's just the ultimate tribute, and to let those people and those families, the Gold Star families, know that, you know, 
we have not forgotten the sacrifices that those people made. And then middle of the race again this year, we will bring all the cars down pit road. We will red flag the race, and we will have a moment of remembrance during the middle of the broadcast. And that is just something that gives me chills because you don't see that kind of recognition in any other sport to basically stop the competition right in the middle because there's something that's even more important, and it's the fact that we are blessed to be able to race on Memorial Day weekend, and it's because of the sacrifices of the men and women that have served before us. So those are just some special things about the military that we look forward to so much at the Coca-Cola 600 and just some of those things that really make that entire weekend and the fact that we get to run on Memorial Day weekend something special. Speaking with Senior Vice President of Communications for Charlotte Motor Speedway, Scott Cooper, as we are discussing and previewing the Coca-Cola 600 uh, weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And if our listeners want to get their hands on some tickets before they are all gone, uh, where can they go to get their tickets and get information as well? Tickets are available. Schedules, all the information that you need is at charlottemotorspeedway.com. And we are pacing so well for the Coca-Cola 600. If you want to be here for Sunday, definitely go ahead and grab those tickets now. We still have plenty of tickets left for Friday and for Saturday. And any race ticket will get you into the Circle K Speed Street and the concerts that I talked about earlier. So Flo Rida, Steve Miller Band, Leonard Skinner is going to be on the inside of the venue. But any access to those concerts, get that race ticket. And if you get a track pass for Sunday on top of your concert ticket, you can actually go down and see driver appearances from our stage. You can be stage front for Leonard Skinner. You can check out all the military static displays that we'll have up and down pit road. It just really enhances the entire race day experience and makes something special. And, you know, speaking of something special, Alfred, one of the things I've been watching this year is that, you know, we've had three first-time winners already this season. You know, you've had Chase Briscoe, Ross Chastain, and Austin Sendrick have already captured their first Cup Series race. I'm looking at this Coca-Cola 600 as another great opportunity because we've got Hall of Famers that won their first Cup Series race in this event. We're talking people like David Pearson, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Matt Kenseth, who is still the only rookie to ever win the Coca-Cola 600. And, of course, he'll be put into the Hall of Fame next year in the class of 2023. So um, watching those first-time winners could be fun. I have so much enjoyed watching the racing with this next-gen car on the intermediate track so far this year. The drivers, the teams, the cars have been putting on incredible shows. So we are excited about what the potential is for the Coca-Cola 600 this year on Sunday night, May 29th. Well, we are looking forward to a great weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Once again, the Coca-Cola 600 weekend, it'll be the weekend of May 27th through the 29th. CharlotteMotorSpeedway.com is the website as a NASCAR's toughest test of man and machine, the 63rd running of the Coca-Cola 600. Mr. Cooper, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, my friend. Uh, good luck to you for the rest of the season, and I'm sure you'll be ready to go for the Roval race when we get to the chase as well. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, having another visit to Charlotte Motor Speedway sometime soon. <laughs> Alfred, it is always a pleasure. Look, if you make it up this time, we've got a couple of surprises for you that are going to be in that Speed Street fan zone. Wow. We're not only going to have a BMX stunt show so you can jump on two wheels and show me what you can do, Alfred. <laughs> We're going to also have a Globe of Death motorcycle cage, and we can actually put you in the middle of it. This is the cage that you see at the circus sometime, and the motorcycles go inside and just go around and around in circles. 
with you standing in the middle. I am hearing that we're putting together some demonstration stuff with bull riding and the uh, PBR team that's run out of Austin Dillon and the RCR folks. They're going to bring down and have some things to show off for us. So just uh, all kinds of things that are going to be happening here. So whether it's music, racing, fun entertainment, visiting the shops. We've got it all for you at Charlotte Motor Speedway. We're looking forward to it next week. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, Mr. Cooper. Appreciate your time, sir. We'll talk to you again down the road. And uh, good luck as we welcome in NASCAR Nation for the Coca-Cola 600, sir. Thank you, Alfred. We'll see you at the Speedway. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But we're uh, honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Hotline, as he is the driver in the Arca Menard series for Rev Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Raja Karu. Mr. Karuth, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully, you're having a great day today, my friends. Hey, I'm good, Alfred. How are you doing? Doing good, buddy. And uh, congratulations. Runner-up finish at Kansas uh, last weekend. Your teammate, Nick Sanchez, came away with a checkered flag for uh, two weeks in a row. So tell us about that action at Kansas last weekend, buddy. I mean, it was a crazy, crazy race. Um, One wreck gave you the opportunity for you and your teammate, Nick, to get up to the uh, front two positions there. But tell me about that racing out there at Kansas last weekend, my friend. Yeah, Kansas was fun. I learned a lot, and I feel like that I had some good steps in the right direction in terms of my development, and I'm excited for, for Charlotte and the ARCA car next week. This is always a question I'm always curious about because you raced your teammate Nick Sanchez, I felt, really well. You guys were racing against each other, but very clean, obviously, because your teammates. How difficult is it for you to race, especially when you're going for the lead, against your teammate uh it ain't easy i'll say that that much you know when you're both got speed and you're both you know racing for the wind and up front so at the same time like you know you, you know what to do and what not to do and how not to be stupid so i feel like it's going to just be a test more and more throughout the year and uh, i'm excited to to continue to go to work at it now your cars rev racing both you and nick have really been dominating the last few weeks here in the arkham and art series you guys have raced extremely well. Your cars have been pretty much up front. You guys have finished extremely well. Uh, what's it like for you guys to be able to know you're doing so well with Rev Racing and your cars and everything that's going on in the shop and also with your, your pit crews and everything going on there? Yeah, I mean, it's just a testament to the work that everybody has put in over the winter at Rev Racing. Uh, everybody has worked extremely hard and got our, our program a lot better, and it's going to continue to get better. So it's just a testament to, to the whole race team. And looking at the standings right now in the Arkham Art Series, you and Nick are actually tied atop uh, the points lead right now with 155 points. you got a three-point lead over uh, Daniel Dye right now. So, I mean, I know you're a competitive guy. I know Nick is a, a competitive uh, gentleman as well. But what's it like the, at the shop the last week or so discussing not only the close finish you had at Kansas last weekend, but also the, the fact that you guys are tied up, up top the uh, point lead right now? Uh, I mean, it's been business as usual, man. Nothing different, nothing crazy, just business as usual. Uh, speaking with Raja Karuth here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio, as we're discussing the Arkham Art Series for him and his teammate Nick Sanchez. And as you mentioned, not only are you racing the Arca Series, but you're also doing some part-time racing for Alpha Prime Racing in the Xfinity Series. 
So I know you have a couple of races already under your belt in the Xfinity Series. What has that experience been like for you so far to race in the Xfinity Series? Yeah, you know, getting time in the Xfinity car has been great, and honestly, it's helped me a lot for for the Arca or yeah, for the Arca stuff. So uh, I feel like it's just making me even better and better and better. And then it makes me a whole lot better, I think, as a driver and um, as a person, honestly, with learning how to, to to deal with the stresses of race day. So. It's awesome. Now, when you're getting ready for a race day, what, what do you typically do to get yourself prepared and ready? Do you kind of go off and, and have some time to yourself? Uh, do you listen to some music? What do you do to get yourself ready, psyched up uh, for an event? Uh, man, I don't know. I probably should make a routine, um, but I, I don't know. It changes every week. Yeah. Uh, but to be honest, I don't, I don't have a set routine for each race or pre-race or anything like that. And not only do you, you know, I mean, you have your hands in a lot of things because you do ARCA, you do the Xfinity Series, but you're also doing the iRacing Series as well, which is was, was uh, really instrumental in you getting to where you are right now was the iRacing stuff. So tell me about what you're doing in iRacing as well because you have a Twitch channel, which also you, you use to show your racing when you're doing iRacing. So what? How, tell me about the iRacing stuff you're doing right now as well. My sim racing is a big help just to keep me sharp and work on things that I can work on in real life. So I would say, like you said, it's my baseline. It's where I learned to race and be on there every day for hours a day. It's a big help to me. Now, I know you still have a few more Xfinity races on your calendar before you wrap up the season. So, so far, what, what other races do you have left in Xfinity? I got five more Xfinity races left. So we'll go to uh, Pocono in July and then Kansas, Las Vegas, Martinsville, and Phoenix. Now, of the tracks that you have left on your schedule there, what, which ones are you, are you more excited about racing at, and what, which tracks are you maybe kind of dreading a little bit? I'm excited for all of them. Man. Yeah. I'm excited the the shift at Pocono. That's going to be fun. Hot race up there, so I'm excited for that. Um, I'm really pumped to go back to Kansas, a place that I've kind of taken a liking to. I'm excited to go to Las Vegas to go on the high side out there and a uh, short track in Martinsville that I've got laps at and uh, Phoenix, a place i got laps at as well. Now, you've really made a lot of noise here, Raj, over the last few years. I mean, obviously, with the Xfinity ride you got, it's because of what you've done in the Arcus series and everything you've done before that. What's the future hold for you, Raja? I know it's still, I know you're still you're a young kid. You're going to school doing all of that. But is, is this hopefully a, a road for you to get to the trucks and then ultimately to the Cup series? I mean, we're still, I mean, and this is stressful because I've been trying to figure this out for the past couple months. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, my whole goal with racing Xfinity this year was to just try to get the attention of big teams and partners to show I can do it and got what it takes to race on Sundays one day. So just trying to learn, trying to not overdrive my equipment and be that at the end of these races. And did that at Do or Richmond. I uh, didn't get to the end with mechanical stuff at Dover, but I'm ready to uh, to keep going and, and race for the next one. Do you feel these races in the Xfinity Series, even though you do want to race well and do well for the team, do you also feel like it's an audition or maybe other teams out there saying, hey, you know what, this kid's got some talent, let's bring him aboard our team? A hundred percent. I yeah. see it as an audition. I see it as the last race I'll ever do. You know, that's how I see every race, specifically the Xfinity one. So that's how I'd put it. Now, Raja, if our listeners want to follow your progress, your career, and what's going on with you, where can they go to follow you around and check out what's going on with you and your and your racing schedule as well? Uh, com. You find my social media, working on merch, media updates, everything. Well, Raja, as always, dude, you're a great friend of the show. We are always excited to see your progress and how much you've accomplished in such a short amount of time, sir. Uh, good luck to you at Charlotte for the Arkham Art Series weekend and also the remainder of your schedule 
for Xfinity as well. Good luck to you, sir, and hopefully we'll catch back with you again down the road and continue your progress and, and update us on what's going on with you, buddy. Awesome. Thanks, Alfred. Hey, this is Ryan Truex, and you're listening to Southern Race Week Radio. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here into the program via the Food Depot hotline. He is a NASCAR insider. You can see him all over the place, NASCAR.com, amongst other websites and YouTube channels that you can see him at. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Alan Cavana. Mr. Cavana. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friends. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Looking forward to the All-Star event. Oh, yes, sir. Before we talk about All-Star Weekend, let's let's take a look back at Darlington because a lot of controversy about the way Joey Logano won this race, uh, a bump there to uh, William Byron on the, the next-to-last lap to win the Goodyear 400 at Darlington. You, I'm sure you've had the opportunity to check it out. I'm sure you've had a opportunity to sink in a little bit. What, what are your thoughts on that whole fiasco there at the end at, at Darlington? Yeah, look, it, it all depends. the eyes of the beholder, right? If you are a Byron or Chevy fan, you really didn't like it. If you are a Ford or Logano fan, you loved what you saw. It just comes down to wins are so important. Look, winning's always been important in racing, right? But the win now with the playoff system, you got to do whatever you have to do to get that victory, secure your playoff spot. And really, I mean, the retaliation, what could come of it, it doesn't matter. I mean, the ends justify the means, unfortunately, in this, in this version of NASCAR. So it just depends on what lens you're viewing and out of. I mean, everyone has to be ultra-aggressive. Joey Logano has never shied away from being aggressive. That's why he's successful, frankly. That's why Roger Penske pays him, because he is a driver who will make a move like that and do whatever he has to do to get the checkered flag. And speaking of another driver who punched his ticket, Kurt Busch, uh, for uh, a twenty three eleven racing. I know they've been struggling a bit of this year and and a little bit last year as well, although uh, Bubba Wallace did win a race at, at Talladega last year, but that was during the playoffs. But now Kurt has punched a ticket for the playoffs for twenty three eleven racing. A very emotional win also for that 45 car just because of the history behind that number as well as uh, Denny Hamlin, very excited as a owner to have his driver, Kurt Busch, uh, win the race but also punch his ticket into the playoffs. So how huge do you think this win is for Kurt Busch and for 2311 Racing? Oh, it's, it's huge, and it's just a testament to, to Kurt Busch's driving ability, the longevity in his career. I mean, we're talking about a driver in the mid-40s. It's typical to see some uh, some performance fall off. And what is he doing? He's going to a new team, unproven. Really, I mean, it's effectively nearly an expansion team, right? I mean, this is a brand-new squad this year, and he was able to put it in victory lane impressively. You know, on a final restart where he wasn't on the front row, right? He had to pass Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson, two of the best in the business, if not ever. And he was able to will himself to victory using the car under him, but using the skills that he was hired for. It's big not only for Kurt Busch, it's more a testament, again, to his talent, but it's also huge for 2311 racing. Again, we were talking about how important it is to get a victory. Make sure you're a playoff team. That, that is the, the line of success or not when you look at the end of the year. 2311, now a playoff team. That is huge for that team, huge for Toyota to have another one in there, and just a big deal all around for all those involved. And speaking of Toyota and Kurt Busch's brother Kyle, I've been reading around that Toyota does not want to let go of Kyle. His contract's expired at the end of the year with Joe Gibbs Racing, and nothing has been signed yet, no extension, and 
Is this a sign that maybe Joe Gibbs Racing might move on from Kyle, or do you think there's still negotiations going on between the two parties? There is never a situation where Joe Gibbs Racing would willingly move on from Kyle Busch, right? You'd be insane. He's coming into his prime. He's Kyle, you know, KFB, if you will. He's Kyle Busch, right? You don't just leave that uh, and move on to the next generation, not at this stage. So, But it is very telling that it hasn't happened yet. And we've seen some consternation. We've seen some uh, some sound bites and some short interviews that you wonder, like, what is really going on behind the scenes? Look, funding is important, and it all comes down to finding that right sponsor that wants to put all all that money in and and pay for Kyle Busch. And Kyle Busch deserves the, one of the top salaries in NASCAR, no doubt. He's one of the best. He deserves to be paid like it. But it has surprised me it's gone on that long that we have seen the back and forth in public, and just that they're floating the idea of a Toyota, of a Joe Gibbs racing without Kyle Busch at this point is so surprising to me. I don't know how this ends. Speaking with Alan Kavana here on Southern Race Week Radio, at this point of the season, Alan, what has surprised you so far? A team that is struggling a little bit, or maybe a driver who hasn't had a win yet at this point of the season? Yeah, it's interesting with the Fords, because you have a guy like Ryan Blaney, he's doing great, he's right there you know, battling for the points lead, he was the point leader for a while, but still... No victory for Ryan Blaney. It's like, what's going on with the Fords? The Ford winners. Joey Logano got his through, you know, Darlington through sheer force. Uh, Austin Sindrick won at the, the play track of Daytona. And Chase Briscoe surprised everybody at Phoenix. But there are some other big names, like Kevin Harvick running well. No victory yet, right? Roush Fenway Kislowski is still trying to find its footing. I'm interested in how the Fords play out the rest of the year before the playoffs. Because they, they, they have to improve, right? They have to step it up and get better. Because we've seen other teams, the rollout of Trackhouse and what they've done as a two-car team with the next gen, how much speed they have, the emergence of Ross Chastain. It's put a lot of people on notice. Those Chevys are running well. And Ross Chastain, you know, it took a while for us to believe it. But he's got the victories. He's got the performance specifically at play playoff track when you look at how well he's done at the playoff tracks and you think about him going back to him in the playoffs i mean he's got championship material written all over it and looking through spots 12 through 19 in the standings right now these are drivers who have not won uh ryan blaney martin tricks jr christopher bell kevin harvick eric Almarola, and then you get down to the 7 to 19 positions with this austin dillon tyler reddick eric jones daniel suarez do you see any of those drivers potentially getting a win and and, and punching their ticket in or do you or do you kind of see maybe some other drivers outside of that top 20 that might uh, steal a win away? Yeah, I mean, there's some big names on there that you would expect to win any week, right? I mean, I wouldn't yep. be surprised any week on the schedule if Ryan Blaney won, if Martin Truex Jr. won. Uh, so you expect them to win, but, you know, they haven't yet. So it's like, what's going on? Christopher Bell, I'd throw him on that list. And then you got the close calls, Tyler Reddick. He's going to win eventually, right? Daniel Suarez, he's going to win eventually, Right. We, we don't know, right, because it hasn't happened yet. But there are still some big names, some capable teams that have not received checkered flags yet. They could go out and do it and bring us up to that 16-winner threshold. I don't think there's any way we pass that, but it'll be interesting just to see who's won already, who hasn't, and who still has the ability to do so. Now, Mr. Kavana, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with what's going on in the world of NASCAR and other motorsports as well, where can they go to keep up with you and, and follow along with what's going on in, uh, in the racing world? Yeah, please follow me on Twitter, at Alan Cavana, Instagram, at Copa Cavana. I'm everywhere. I'm a little bit everywhere. Sirius, PRN, NASCAR.com, Speed Sport. I hope you watch the iRacing every uh, every other week, the Coke Series. That's fun, too. 
Uh, I try to be a little bit everywhere and get you all the racing information you need. The busiest man in broadcasting <laughs> right there, Mr. Alan Cavana. Mr. Cavana, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. You'll be with the Performance Racing Network when they hit Charlotte Motor Speedway for the Coke 600. And then, of course, we'll uh, follow you along the rest of the way, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, it's great to be on, always. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. Once again, welcome you and in to a new edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. But we are about to wrap things up for this week's edition. But if you want to go back and listen to, once again, this week's episode, or go back and listen to any of our previous episodes, uh, Southern Race Week Radio. You can always check out the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Coming up on Monday, you'll be able to hear this episode once again of Southern Race Week Radio. Listen to all the great interviews or go back to listen to any of our previous interviews as well. You can check out iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud, excuse me. Go to either one of those podcast locations. Go to the search, type in Southern Race Week. You will find us. And then please subscribe to the podcast as well. Once again, check it out tomorrow on Monday morning uh, on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, and once again, we want to thank our guests for uh, joining us this week. Another star-studded lineup of guests, Scott Cooper from the Charlotte Motor Speedway, also driver Raja Karuth, and NASCAR insider Alan Cavana. And once again, we really appreciate those great guests joining this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, if you ever want to email the program, if you have a comment, a question, anything you want to let uh, get off your chest, uh, feel free to email us. Or if you're an up-and-coming driver or team owner and you want to get some uh, notoriety, some exposure there on the program for your driver or team, please email us anytime, srwradio at yahoo.com. That's srwradio at yahoo.com. And don't forget about our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week, and you can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow our fearless leader, WB, at WB Radio Network, and follow yours truly at Alfie underscore 19. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll catch back up with you next week right here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.